0: This is Debbie and welcome to another brand new episode of The Offbeat Life where I speak to inspiring individuals who ditch the norm to live their best life and become location independent. This week I speak with Jessica Torres who is a fashion and beauty influencer who promotes body positivity. I met Jessica during my incredible week with Vera Journeys, a retreat that gathers entrepreneurial women in the most beautiful locations. Vera Journeys gave us the opportunity to learn from each other's experiences, collaborate and be surrounded by the most inspiring women who are doing amazing things. To learn more about the retreat and how you can take your personal and professional goals into the next level, you can visit verajourneys.com. That's V-A-E-R-A journeys.com. I am so honored to interview Jessica on this retreat. Being a plus-sized woman, Jessica has been battling with body insecurities for most of her life. It was a long road ahead to self-acceptance and body positivity, but she finally realized that she didn't have to lose weight in order to love her body. This acceptance led Jessica to start posting full body images of herself in social media and share her journey, which has led her to become a fashion and beauty influencer. Today, Jessica works with major brands, promotes body positivity and creates incredibly funny videos on social media. On this episode, Jessica shares how to turn your greatest insecurities into inspiration and how to accept yourself at any size. Jessica is truly an inspiration to me and I hope you enjoy her story and incredibly funny sense of humor as much as I do. Hi, Jessica. (laughs) Hi, Debbie. (laughs) Thank you so much for being here today. It's so exciting to meet you here at Vera Journeys and to also meet so many exciting women. How has your experience been being here? Well, first of all, thank you for having me. Um,
1: It's been so, so exciting to be able to meet women from different backgrounds and hear their stories and hear how they make this into a business, making your podcast into a business, uh, traveling the world, being a nomad into a business, being a social influencer, I feel like I'm learning a lot and I'm very excited to continue learning more.
0: What has been the biggest takeaway that you've gotten from this retreat so far at Vera Journeys? I
1: think the biggest takeaway from this retreat with Vera Journeys has been to... Continue working hard. Don't get discouraged because I feel like sometimes people get too comfortable when they have a huge following and then their content isn't as great. Or like if you're starting from the beginning, like go with everything you can and try your best and honestly enjoy and have fun because every single person that has been talking about what they do and how they do things say with such excitement that it inspires me and motivates me to do more and even better stuff.
0: I'm really excited too because I look at you and I definitely need to up up my, my content game because that's what you do really well.
1: Thank you. Thank you. It's, I, I like it. It's it's a lot of fun. It's my passion and it's something that I know it sounds really weird, but it's my life literally. Like it makes me feel alive when I come up with a good video idea or write a good article about something from body positivity or from how to wear a dress uh, in a certain way. Like it's all something that is inside of me and I'm happy that I get to do it for a living.
0: Can you tell us a little bit more about yourself, how you started in this business and what makes you have an offbeat life?
1: I went to school to be a journalist and I was completely shy and very afraid of my body and embarrassed of my body. So I was like, it was this kind of need to want to be in front of the camera to be the big personality. But being so afraid of it because I was so embarrassed, like I was always a plus size girl. So I never thought that I would be able to be the protagonist of a, you know, be a social influencer. And then I'm in college, I met people who motivated me and told me that I didn't have to wait to lose weight for me to make my dreams come true. You know, I always had this mentality that ten pounds, twenty pounds, fifty pounds later, I'd be able to be a social influencer. I mean, it wasn't really my dream, but to be a, you know, a huge journalist or an actress or you know whatever it was that I wanted to do. And then I started interning for Marie Claire, and I met a lot of people and I learned a lot about the industry there. And that's where I learned that it's very important who you know. In this industry um, that will help you a lot you can be a very hard-working person but you need to get out there network and meet as many people as you can but without that you're not you're pretty much just swimming in circles after that i started my blog so during uh, college i started my blog and i decided that i wanted to post my outfits and i had never posted a full body picture before The the day that I posted my first blog post, that was the first time in history in my life that I had posted a full body picture because I was so embarrassed. Everything was selfies. You go to my Facebook page in the early 2000s and all you saw was like selfie, 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 selfie. If someone would tag me, I would just like untag myself. I remember my dad would uh, tag me in pictures, like family pictures, and I would see my body and I would untag it. I was about to block him because he kept tagging me and I was like, dad, this hurts me more than it hurts you. Block I was like I want this blog to be something that motivates me to be able to to show myself to be who I am to live my life now and not have to wait and then I started blogging and an editor saw my Instagram and my blog and my Twitter and they said we'd love for you to interview and mind you I probably had less than a thousand followers she said we would love for you to be interviewed uh, for a position at our site that we're starting and I said of course because I hated my retail job I was so miserable as a journalist, I couldn't find anything. They wanted you to have experience, but nobody wanted to hire you. Just wait, uh, I was lucky enough that, I mean, I was still blogging on my own, doing my thing. I would work, I was interning, working, and going to school. And then on the weekends, I would take pictures. I would pay my little brother um, a chicken nugget so that he would take pictures on the weekends of my outfit. So then I could then post on social media and on my blog. And then that's how they found my Instagram. And then I worked there for two years and a half, I believe. And I grew their pages. I worked so hard. I worked my ass off to be able to prove myself, not only to them, because I was the only person who didn't have experience there. I was the only person they found on social media, you know, and I always felt, I don't know, maybe like as a woman of color, there's always this constant idea that you have to constantly prove yourself in a workplace because... You're made to feel sometimes that you're not supposed to be there. And that's why I do what I do because I want to show other girls, whether you're plus size or a
0: woman of color, that you're able to do, follow your dreams, and it's possible. What was that like when you finally realized that you can take that first steps to reach the dream and the goal that you have? What do you usually do when you want to achieve those? So before I start anything, I really study it really well.
1: Before I started my blog, I was... Researching it for probably two years. And now it wasn't only research, but it was also me growing the courage to do it because I was again, so embarrassed of my body and I wasn't as confident as I am now. I was so like, need to be in a corner, no one needs to see me. But what I did, I studied it, I looked at all the top bloggers. I read their blogs daily, daily, and I would go from like their first blog to like their last blog see what they did, style evolution, the way they write, who they're reaching, who are they working with, you know, all of that. And then I just decided to stop waiting. And I was like, you know what? It. I'm going to do it. I'm going to start my blog. I'm going to start my Instagram page and work hard.
0: It's really interesting to, to know that because when we look at fashion bloggers, we think it's just the pictures and that's it. But then you don't realize that you also have to do a lot of research on what's happening right now what's in and what you should be wearing and your personal style as well so i talked to you a little bit about this you take a long time to get ready and to put on an outfit to put on your makeup but because that's your brand and that's your style and that's why you do it so it takes so much work to even figure out your own personal style i think
1: that that's something that can make it really strong for you if you're thinking of becoming an influencer learn your style don't copy anyone i mean Definitely, my tip would be follow the people that you want to be like. Find their styles, imitate it, do it over and over until you find your true style. And then that's when you become comfortable in, like, oh, this is the way I want to be seen by other people. This is my style. This is how I truly am. And then people connect with that. And they're like, when they see you comfortable in doing what you do and the way you look, people love it. So then they're like, oh, I feel like I can connect with her because it's all about being relatable, I think.
0: Before you got into this industry, you had your nine to five. How did you know that you were ready to get out of that and transition fully to become your own business and to be an entrepreneur? It's actually a really funny story.
1: I was working at a store where we helped people for the frames and glasses, um, very popular store, and... I was so miserable. I would go home and cry every night, like cry, ball my eyes out. And I would be, tell my mom and I'd be like, I don't know what to do. Like, I need to get out. And she's like, you can't leave a job without having a job, you know, like you have to stay there. So that was just so frustrating. And I would cry even more. And two weeks later, I fell down the stairs in my building and I broke my ankle. But I completely tore it up that I needed surgery. I was in my apartment for four months. And during those four months, you really get to know yourself because you're I was by myself for the four months, you know, and I couldn't go up and down the stairs. I had to get assistance and I only left my apartment four times during those four months because I needed it was just for every month a checkup. And I remember just thinking how frustrated and how dumb I was for wasting time and not doing what I wanted to do. So that day, I remember those days, I would make lists of the things that I wanted to do so that when I healed and I got better, I wouldn't waste any more time and would go and do it. So that was the point when I was like, this is it stop messing around and go do what you have to do follow your dreams and then I started applying to 10 different jobs a day posting a lot more frequently on social media and then I think
0: a few weeks later I was they they found me do you feel like that was a blessing in the skies and because if that didn't happen to you you may still be in that same job right absolutely I think so I mean. I, I was so, you <laughs> so
1: funny? When I was in the hospital, uh, when I was in the ambulance on the way to, to the hospital with my ankle like to the side, I messaged my boss at that time and I said, Hey, I can't come in because I broke my ankle. And she said, Haha, whatever, see you tomorrow. She thought I was joking because she knew I was so vocal about how much I hated the job <laughs> that she knew she thought I was playing around. <laughs> and I was like, No, I'm actually in the ambulance right now. And then I realized, I was like, This is, Later, later on, I have like months of being home by myself is when I realized it. I was like, yeah, this was the blessing. Even though I was broke for so long, it was a blessing.
0: And it's definitely an up and down when you're an entrepreneur. It still is. It doesn't matter where you are, whether you're starting in the middle or even at the end of it. There's always an up and down. I'm starting all over
1: again. So I went from being a blogger to working for a site being a journalist. And now I just quit my job about less than a month ago. To, to be an influencer again and to take control of what I wanted to put out there, it's very important.
0: You talked about how very vocal you were on hating what you were doing. So what is it like now? What is your average day look like as someone who's doing and following what they really wanna do with their life? I would be lying if I told you that
1: my average day was just beautiful butterflies walking around me. It's constant panic and stress. I'm constantly thinking, what's the next video that I should be making? What's in this article I should be writing? Um, who should I be contacting? Where should I be? My brain is running 24-7 trying to find the next thing to do because social media and our careers, they just move so fast. And if you wait, you miss you know—you miss the train. So I kind of plan out a lot. Um, I live on lists. On my notes, I have millions of lists of things that I need to do and want to do. And then I go ahead and Execute them daily. So I try not to stress myself out too much because then it becomes too much for my body to to even do anything. If you stress too much, you don't get nothing done. So I'm like, take it day by day. Try and do two to three things. Um, Do them well, which is very important. Even if you do one thing a day, I think it's fine as long as you do them right. I think
0: that happens to all of us. We get really overwhelmed and then anxiety starts rolling in. And especially when you have so many things down on your list. And it discourages you even just looking at that list. And I definitely agree with you. I do the same thing. If I can choose just one thing that day, I'm always happy with it because then at least you've accomplished something. (laughs) You have encountered a lot of setbacks and. You've handled them really well and you're here now, you're an influencer, you have this movement that you're doing. What has been the biggest setback you've encountered and how do you usually come up from that?
1: I think the biggest setback has been myself because at the end of the day, no one's waiting for you to do something when you're creating your own job. And it's something that I'm still working on currently. Whenever, like I said, I get into my brain, I get into my mind too much, and I block myself and I don't create the work that I want to do, and then I feel like I'm just uploading to upload, then that doesn't feel right. And that's a setback because your channel doesn't grow. Your work isn't seen or isn't liked or isn't shared, which is what you depend on. So my biggest setback is being in my brain and being in my mind a lot. What I like to do is I take a second I will stop, take a breather, talk to my friends, talk to other women who motivate me, and it keeps my energy going. It keeps me motivated. Like right before this trip, I was so stressed and I'm like, I don't know what to do. I feel like I'm constantly just running in circles i mean i was only in my third week <laughs> you know doing this again all over from from scratch but being here and you know meeting all these other girls from andrea you and all the wonderful beautiful women in here like motivating me to want to do more content and better content that's been great so i think f- surround yourself with people who motivate you and surround yourself with people who you know push you to do and be better
0: You have over 100,000 followers. It's not new, but going into it full time, you are new. There's a a backlash on influencers and what people think it is. Can you tell us what it means to you and what it's like to be an influencer and what people don't know about influencers, about what you do?
1: So it's really funny because mostly my family does this a lot. And people think that being an influencer, especially if you're very popular on Instagram, all you're doing is getting dressed up and taking a cute picture which is not just that behind that cute picture there was hours of shooting it there was money spent on makeup and hair and clothes because I like to shoot things that I buy myself just to keep myself I don't want people to think that I'm just promoting things that are being sent to me and yeah they don't know that there's millions of hours of emailing people um, working on projects that sometimes you don't get paid on time that's a lot like that's a huge thing it's like depending on various companies to pay you I mean I'm still waiting on a check from a company from like September. It's those th- those things that you don't always have a lot of money in your pockets because you're constantly investing in yourself and you're constantly just
0: working from one gig to the other trying to do your thing. Like with anything else, it's a lot of hard work and it also takes a very special person to do this kind of work because you're in the public eye and You've talked about this. You get a lot of backlash from people, a lot of trolls out there. When you get the negative feedback and just people trolling you, how do you handle that? How do you handle the situation? How do you respond to them? As a plus size woman and just being a fat
1: woman, that's a controversial topic. It's a political topic. It's something that people get mad about people are really mad about you being fat and it's not even their bodies. You know what I mean? So I do get a lot of uh, mean messages about people saying how I promote obesity or I promote a bad lifestyle and that just simply by existing, I'm not a good role model. And then I get really mean messages. And what I like to do is I try not to read them, and I just delete and ban, delete and ban, and kind of, because if you get into that mean circle, that vicious cycle of reading those negative things, you start believing it, you know, you start believing all these mean comments about you, and how you should, you like, you know, people will leave, like, I hope you die, or whatever, or you're gonna die soon, and this, this, and that, and then they send you threats, It's, it's horrible, so what I do is just ignore, delete, ban, and move on, because at the end of the day, thankfully, I'm the one who's getting paid to do what I do, and they're, you know, in a basement, and Eating Cheetos, being angry at a computer. You do what you have to do to succeed, and I'll do what I have to do to succeed. So I try not to think about it too much because then it just puts you down. It doesn't matter how thick um, your skin is, or it doesn't matter how confident, how many followers you have, how much money you have. I mean, if you look at celebrities, you see celebrities constantly clapping back because it gets to a point where it just reaches everyone and you're just annoyed. And you're like, you know what? I'm going to say something sassy. I'm going to say And I've done it, you know, I've been sassy with people, but. You always lose because you're just putting yourself at their level. So there's no point to do that.
0: You... Put yourself in this position willingly in the public eye, but there are certain women who are also plus size who don't want to do that, but they still get the mean comments and then your self-confidence. Even if you're not plus size, everybody does this. Whatever size you are, we're so harsh on ourselves. What advice would you give to someone who has that type of mentality and it really gets them hurtful things that people say or even things that they read online, even if it's not about them? How did you handle it? handle that yourself because you're so confident and what advice would you give to a woman right now who's feeling like that
1: so i want everyone to remember that hurt people hurt people you know what i mean like people who are who feel bad about themselves say negative things because they're projecting and i think that the worst or your biggest enemy can be yourself a lot of women i've met and they usually talk about how the lack of confidence is and how negative they are with their bodies and what i tell them is you need to teach people how to treat you if you present yourself in a way where you're embarrassed and shy about your body, then people know that that's your weakness and people know that that's something that you're not happy about. You know, it's almost like fake it till you make it. Uh, stay it to yourself, look in the mirror and, you know, compliment yourself and be as positive as you can. So I usually tell my followers and my readers, think about what you're saying to yourself as well. Like if you're constantly in the mirror, you're saying really mean things. So you're like, oh, I'm so ugly. I wish my eyebrows were like this. Or I wish my stomach was flatter or I wish my my booty was bigger. And all these worst things that we kind of say to ourselves, you know, in, in secrets or like in when we're by ourselves. Would you say that mean thing to your best friend or someone you love? would you have those negative thoughts or would you say it to them in their face? Probably no, right? So don't say it to yourself because you should be honoring and respecting yourself like you do your best friend, your mom, your sister. So if you wouldn't say something mean to other people, don't say it to yourself.
0: That is such a great way of thinking about it because it's internally we do do that, right? It doesn't matter how you look, even if you're a size zero model. We have body issues, every person does. So talking like that and thinking about in that sense is really helpful because we the people that we love we would never say that hopefully hopefully not right <laughs> I
1: mean, and
0: that's one of the issues
1: you some you know not everyone has family you know we all have family members that sometimes comment on your weight and stuff like that but you also have to remember that's when you say okay you're clearly projecting you're not comfortable with yourself so you have to say something about someone else because you don't grow as a person being mean but you're not a funnier a better or smarter person when you insult someone else so what's the point
0: clearly it's coming from insecurity and coming from protecting you've been in the public eye for a while now what has been the worst advice that someone has ever given you the worst uh advice that i ever received was to do things
1: just for clicks and reactions people are going to get mad at what you do no matter what so don't make people angrier for no reason especially if you don't believe in what you're saying you just do it to get a reaction It's not smart. Do the work that you truly believe in. Do it right. Do it well. Analyze it. You also have to think long term. Like, do you want this to be seen five, ten years from now? Because, you know, we work on social media and this is going to stay online forever. So think twice before you post.
0: That is really true. And especially if this is your brand, you don't want to be that person that just riles people up and make them angry.
1: (laughs) Because all you're calling is trolls
0: at that point. Yeah, and then everyone is going to be trolling you at that point. What about productivity? How do you stay productive? Can you give us one tip that works for
1: you? I think the biggest tip that I can get for people to stay productive is to wake up early and get things done in the morning because as the day goes on, you're just going to be tired. We're like, it's already late. I already killed the day. So I think it's very important to start your morning early, try and get as many things done and distance yourself at least for me if you get distracted so easily then go to a quiet room and work on your stuff
0: and wake up early in the morning that's why they say the early bird gets the worm right how are you able to finance this when you first started social media and then how do you finance it now so I'm currently living, I, since I'm just starting again, um,
1: I'm currently living on the money that I saved from when I was in my old job. And I'm using the checks that I get from the new gigs. So whenever I get a check from a new project that I did, I try and save it unless I really need it so that I can have something saved because this is such an unpredictable career that you don't know what's going to happen. I'm still learning. I have my stepdad who's teaching me how to deal with my finances better, but I think it's a um, big mistake that I didn't do when I was younger, and I think my name I didn't do was save. So saving is very important because you have to invest in yourself, and a lot of the times when when you're starting no one's paying you you have to do it for yourself you have to pay yourself you know what i mean so
0: achieving your goals and your dreams is not easy especially in this industry and there's a lot of obstacles that come our way there's also a lot of anxiety and stress how do you handle that I'm still trying to deal with the anxiety of things.
1: I I don't know. I That's one of my biggest issues is constantly being in my head about anxiety and issues of, like, when is the next paycheck coming? What am I doing? Am I not working enough? Am I not working hard enough? Am I not better than the other influencers? You know, and then you kind of get into this vicious cycle of negativity and then you don't get anything done. So what I'm trying to do right now, I mean... My biggest thing right now is if you can live with your parents, live with your parents because it's such a help. Like I, I've i been living with my parents forever and I never moved out. At this point, I don't think I'm going to be moving out just because I'm old now and it's not like mom and dad. It's almost like roommates and like family. And I think it's it's important for you to realize that you need to learn how to manage your money right. You know, when you get a paycheck, ask someone who may know better about finances and try not to think about it too much. Don't waste money on dumb stuff, you know, and save up. Just is my biggest thing. If you save up now, you don't have to stress later. So that's the best way to deal with it.
0: I think there's a thing where, it's, especially in the United States, it's not like this in Asia, and I don't know what it's like in Central and South America, <laughs> about children still living with their parents even as adults and honestly in the Philippines so that's where I'm from nobody leaves their family even when they're married in the United States when people hear that they're like oh my god you're still living with I'm like yeah but then those guys save a lot of money they're not in debt
1: their parents because their parents are old you know i was taught and i was raised to be um constantly giving because my parents were constantly giving me so i think it's now time to give back and it's it's not fair to put your kids out at the age of 18. when you're 18 you're so dumb and you don't know what you're doing if i was put out at 18 i probably would be done now you know what i mean like i I have no idea what I'd be doing now. I was lucky enough to be able to live with my parents. I remember I wanted to move out and my mom was like, yeah, you say that now. But then when bills come in and then you have to eat and then, you you know, something happens, you break a leg, something happens, you, you're you going to want to be back home. And it's so I wish we would change that in America. I wish we would teach our uh, families to be with their kids until they until they're comfortable enough to leave. I mean, you know, if, if financially you can still help your child and totally help you know your kid especially if they're 18 there's you're so dumb at 18 you don't understand anything i'm in my mid-20s and i still feel like i'm an 18 year old girl you know like in my head i'm still like you know so i'm very glad that i'm lucky enough to be with my parents and at the end of the day you're constantly helping your parents as well you know they're getting older they need your help as well
0: Let's fast forward to 50 years from now and you're looking back at your life. What do you want to be remembered for and what do you want your legacy to be?
1: When I get older, I don't know if I'm going to be doing this anymore. I don't know what the future holds for me. I'm very excited to have a lot of big dreams. I just want people to remember me as someone who was funny, someone who was caring and someone who, you know, made an impact in people's lives. I get a lot of messages from girls being like, you really changed the way I feel about myself because of you." this is the first time that I'm wearing a swimsuit or a skirt or a dress or i'm showing my arms for the first time and i feel like i just want that to accumulate and that everything that i do helps someone even if it's one girl in one country that's a lot of girls you know what i mean and i just want people to look back and be like oh my gosh she was such an example of how i want to live my life and how funny you can be and how caring for other people you can be and just always doing what
0: you want in life with laughter and smiles and being positive just living your life like you want it to live it instead of putting a boundary for yourself because like you said it's other people's issues not your own if you're happy with who you are that's all that matters as long as you're happy and healthy then no one can tell you anything Let's get to some fun questions. Let's do this. <laughs> some people like myself, I love interviewing, inspiring people like you and hiking and going to retreats like this with Vera and Megan. What about you? What are you nerd out on? I really
1: enjoy traveling. I really enjoy being in different places, getting to know different people, trying different food and learning about their cultures. It's super, super exciting for me. I also enjoy taking pictures and I enjoy producing a lot i'm such a nerd when it comes to that Like, i have friends that have brands you know makeup stuff and they're like i don't know how to do this and i'm like oh i have an idea shoot it like this do it like that make sure that when you're shooting it, you do this you do that i mean even here i've been talking to people that don't even need my help they're not asking for my advice and i would be like you know it'd be really good if you did this this and that and it just brings me joy to be a- be able to help people and if i can physically be there and shoot it with them and do it i don't ever feel like, ugh. They need my help. No, for me, it's like, yes, let me shoot this. Let me do this. Look at this shot. Yes, it's so sexy, beautiful. Like when I help, I meet up with a friend every Friday. She helps me film my makeup videos, and I help her film her makeup videos. And whenever I'm shooting her, I'm really excited. I'm as excited as when I'm in front of the camera. I'm like, yeah, swipe the lipstick like this. That's beautiful. Do it like that. The eyeliner. Yes, we call it beauty porn. Like, you're like, do that eyeliner again. Yes. And if the scene is going, you're like, yes, that was the porn you got it (laughs) that just thrills me it makes me really happy to take pictures produce and make people laugh i love making people laugh it's like my thing whether it's just sending a meme or just saying something silly
0: jessica is really funny you all have to watch her videos because she's hilarious (laughs) if you were given a one minute ad slot in the super bowl and you can't sell it what would you fill it with Oh my god,
1: this question is fire. I think that would be a great time for me to just promote myself. (laughs) I would be, I don't know, I feel like I would just do a little trailer of funny videos or come up with a hilarious that's what i would do i would come up with a hilarious video 30 seconds top something hilarious that makes people laugh and that creates awareness towards you know loving yourself or feeling comfortable in your own skin because that's what i talk about and i want people to to take something that can be so serious about self confidence and laugh about it and you know enjoy it so i think it would be probably a probably silly video of me teaching people how to love themselves
0: i wouldn't have expected anything else <laughs> I, I definitely want to see that ad from you just so make that happen <laughs> <laughs> what would be the most offbeat and unusual thing you would do to try to make money oh my god i would make it clap <laughs>
1: I'm just kidding I don't know I don't have those skills To make a club um, You know what I feel like my mom Has always taught me Never say no to any job Because every job is you know, As long as you're not Hurting anyone And as long as You're making your money Do it You know Like if you need To make it club I don't know what I would do Honestly The weirdest way Oh my god You know that there's um, I don't remember What country it is But they uh, They have professional Cuddlers <laughs> i would do that i would cuddle with strange men and women and just be like it's okay baby come come and let's cuddle and let's do it and you know and pay me but pay me good because i'm a good cuddler ask anyone ask my
0: roommate oh my god just i could just imagine you posting that somewhere and then people lining up like
1: uh (laughs) like
0: with my arms out and says just come here just come here I'm just imagining all the weirdos that would be coming like I want to be cuddled.
1: <laughs> you know
0: what? I think I think I should start that business in New York. I don't know I'm gonna look it up. You should definitely start it. Having traveled to a lot of different places, what has been the most life-changing meeting that has ever happened to you? I'm gonna be 110 honest and I'm gonna see if journey
1: really turned this around for me because it came at such a great time for me, me starting all over again and getting to meet you beautiful woman who all of you guys are so passionate about what you do and it just motivated me to do more i'm gonna go back to new york and i'm gonna work my behind off until i i feel comfortable and i'm making that money and i think this this trip various journey has definitely made me see things in a different eye like reminded me that you don't need to have a gazillion followers for you to work hard you don't need to have a gazillion followers for you to create great content like it's not about
0: that it's about wanting to do it I've interviewed plenty of people on this podcast now, and I always find that the people that do really well don't necessarily have a lot of following. And you'd be surprised how low certain people's followings are on social media, and they make so much money from it. But obviously, having a good following is good, but wherever you are, as long as you're doing good content, you can always make money if you do it well. What are you working on today that's really exciting to you, Jess? (laughs) so today since we're here in mexico with
1: various journey i'm excited to meet with the girls and you know take some good pictures and some good video footage from my videos that i'm doing on youtube And I'm excited to see how everyone else does this content because I'm doing silly videos here and I'm also doing some serious videos about being plus size and traveling with other skinny women or like just plus size travel in general. So I'm excited to create more content about that and just hang out with the girls. Everyone's so smart and funny and sweet and cute. So I love it.
0: That's so exciting and I definitely feel you on that. Jess. Their journey is so eye-opening and meeting all of you women has been so incredible because I've been learning so much from you and even though a lot of our niches are not the same, we still have similar goals for our businesses and we're creating content and we want to make it better. So being around all of you is so incredible and I love that you're really? all yeah motivating and you're all on entrepreneurs and working so hard it also makes me want to work so much harder. <laughs> I know, we were on the
1: pool, remember? And then you were like, I feel like I
0: should be working. I was like, but you're working. Ida. Like, okay. If our listeners want to know more about you, where can they find you? So if you guys want to know more about me,
1: my address is seven. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely look me up on Facebook. This is Jessica Torres on instagram as well as this is jessica torres and then my youtube channel which is super hard to remember this is jessica torres so just feel free to go check me out there like subscribe and leave a lovely comment
0: yes do all of that <laughs> thank you so much Jess, for being here today and i'm so excited that i met you on this retreat yeah, I'm, thank you for having me
1: and i'm so excited i met you because i know we're going to be hanging out a lot more whether you want to or not <laughs> i'm
0: just gonna be in your house like hi neighbor <laughs> now that i know we live so close I i'm know. like hi <laughs> i don't know if i i should have told you that then so i'm just gonna google your address so don't even worry about telling Jess lives also in new york and we're pretty much neighbors so that's yeah. awesome
1: thank you jess thank you thank you so much for having me
0: i hope you enjoyed this interview with jessica make sure to visit the offbeatlife.com again that's the offbeatlife.com to get the extended interview with jessica to find out how to become body positive at any size Want to learn more about Vera Journeys and why we have come out of it so transformed and so inspired? Well, make sure to visit VeraJourneys.com. Again, that's V A E R A journeys.com. Vera hosts retreats for women on the verge of new ideas. They believe in transformation through travel. With each trip, they encourage you to take your personal and professional goals to the next level by helping you explore a project that gives you purpose. The journey continues after each trip as members continue to support and inspire each other within the private Vera network. Make sure to check it out and get inspired as much as we have been.